Trauma from the start. Don't know how my name ended up on a chart. Psyche vow from acting out. My life was supposed to have taken another route. Internal battles from external demons. Perpetrated on a child. How are you still breathing? The pain was old, but the feelings were always new. Reliving the past, not knowing what to do. Guess it's a part of life. I gave it all my might. As I got older, I knew I started to change. Now I know it's because of the growing pains. I was told of physical differences that were to come. Chewed up and spat out, I was chum. Wasn't ready for the future. I like to sit back and be the viewer. Slowed down my growth so that I wouldn't choke. Too afraid to progress, intimidated by the stress. But I conquered my doubt. I changed the game. I am not my fear, hurt, or shame. I am not my growing pain. Welcome back, welcome back, and welcome back. Thank you all for coming back to tune into the Wounded Healer podcast. Again, my name is El Cid, and this topic we're going to be talking about today is depression. Um, I decided to talk about depression because there's so much that goes underneath the scope of depression that we don't talk about as a people. Um, first and foremost, I would like to you know, extend my condolences to anyone who have lost a loved one to suicide or is currently battling depression or anxiety or any mental illness for that matter, because it is very real. And I understand the troubles, you know, the turmoil. I understand the cycles. I understand it all. And I'm praying for you every single day that you overcome it. And I pray that I can be of assistance to help you get through it. With that being said, I want to talk about depression because we don't talk about the other side effects of depression. You know, we we see they give us the very superficial way of looking at depression when you go through the textbooks, you know, when you are going to see a therapist and when you're going to see when you're getting prescribed medication for depression or anxiety or any mental mental illness for that matter. Um. But I'm going to try to explain it the best way to my ability from both ends, from externally looking, from the outside looking in and from the inside looking out. So from the inside looking out, I'm going to start there. Depression can look like many things, first of all. Depression can look like sadness. It could look like withdrawn, like you're withdrawn. It could look like, you know, you're sad, you're crying, you're miserable, you're locked in your room, you know. Those are the very telling signs that, you know, somebody's going through it. But what we don't talk about are the other ways that you can identify depression. You can identify depression by being irritable, by having outbursts, by lashing out at people, by overworking, by underworking, by, um, you know, working out too much, just finding a different way to distract yourself from, you know, being at home. Um, escapism, I'm going to say, uh, I'm trying to think of different ways that I dealt with depression, obviously drinking, smoking, throwing yourselves into some sort of coping mechanism, um, 
you know, the list goes on and on and on. But I'm just trying to name a few that I remember myself going through. Uh, I remember, you know, just times where my home would just be a mess. I wouldn't feel, in, you know, intrigued to, to get up and clean my house for several days. And, you know, that could probably go on for a week. I don't think I could sit in my mess for too long. But for other people, that could very well be a way, you know, we hear, we see those TV shows with hoarders. And that is, you know... A, a, a type of depression you know you don't you it starts off that way you're not cleaning and then next you know it's stuff piling on top of stuff on top of stuff um so you got that you also can look disheveled in appearance you know you stop thinking about your appearance you don't you know they make fun of new new mothers when they say, you know, what mothers look like after having birth and their hair is throwing a ponytail, wearing a dirty t-shirt and some stretch pants or whatever. The truth is a lot of us, you know, this is aside from depression because, you know, you got your postpartum depression and I went through that as well, like horribly. And you do stop caring about yourself. And it's not because the life, the life of a mother of motherhood just takes over. You're going through some major changes internally hormonally and externally and you you're not taught where we as women are not taught to deal with those emotional or hormonal imbalances we're not we we just are not given a pamphlet on how to deal with that so if you have come across a mother who just lost her way and she doesn't look the best that's it's very normal very realistic but those are signs of depression um when you just stop caring about how you look, we even see it in you fellas, you know, you men, you stop shaving, your your suit and tie may look a little wrinkled, your pants, you know, not ironed, your, your, you know, you don't care about how you look, you don't care how you smell. Those are other signs of depression from the inside. We are all going through it, um, you know, or you just decide you just want to, you know, move away. You want to, you know, what they call that wanderlust. You just feel like you're not home wherever you are. You just want to keep hopping from place to place to place. Uh, you can't find a steady relationship. You can't find, you can't find steady friendships. Um, you know, the list goes on and on, like I said. And I felt like it was important for me to bring this conversation to its head because a lot of us have lost spouses and friendships and family members as a result of going through depression when we can't necessarily verbalize or express what we're going through because obviously it's not the most talked about subject in any community um we are just now coming to a, a you know the the point where we're talking about mental health openly but this has been going on for generations for decades and it's something that we have not talked about the others, you know, the other different sides of depression. When we are, you know, going through depression, anxiety, or any other mental illness, like I said before, we feel withdrawn, we feel isolated, we feel alienated, and we don't know how to express exactly because we have our up, our highs and our lows. We have our days where we do feel fine. And we have our days where we're just so low that we don't know if anyone else will understand because everybody else appears to be in their high moments at the time, which is crazy because we all going through spouts of depression up and downs and, you know, just happen by chance. The person who's going through depression is 
where everyone else is not there, you know, so we're, we kind of feel like we're just behind. And I've been in groups of French friends and, 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 you know, being around family and, and even had my significant other where they're just like, well, what the hell is going on with you? You know, you just you're drinking too much or you're not doing this or you're not doing that or you're doing too much of this, you're doing too much of that. I was going through depression, y'all. I was going through something so horrible. And then, of course, after, like, my depression started from childhood trauma. And it just built and built and built until I just learned how to cope with it the best way I could. Um, And then when I had my son, the postpartum kicked in and sent my depression into overdrive. I didn't know how to function with people anymore. I didn't know how to even coexist anymore. It was just like I felt... Like I was having an outer body experience in the twilight zone. I didn't feel myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't want to be myself. Like I just didn't want to be anymore. And of course, with life circumstances contributing to the depression that I was going through, it's just like I, I got to the point where I was just feeling worthy, worth, worthless. Like I didn't feel I deserved to be here while everybody else portrayed to be okay and portrayed to be like they were on on an up and up, here I am struggling. I'm like, who am I? I can't talk to nobody about what I'm going through because the best responses that you get when you're battling depression is, it's gonna be okay. You're gonna pull through. You're gonna do this. It's gonna be that. No, that's not realistic. When you're depressed, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. You just see the darkness for what it is. You just see it. It's, it's the hard, cold stone truth that you, you when you're in that dark space, you don't see the light at all. Unless, you know, you get some sort of, you know, an enlightenment or, or liberation where, you know, you do see kind of a light at the end of the tunnel through someone who reaches their hand out and and offers assistance or if you're going to therapy or you know you're taking some sort of medication whatever the case may be there's a glimmer of light but it's so far that you think that it doesn't exist I'll say that the light is that damn far that you can't see it you don't think it exists it's there but it's that road is so long because you've been in that dark tunnel for so long that you're not really registering that there's hope and that's on the inside so a lot of us who have gone through depression or some sort of mental illness we feel cut off from the world because from the inside looking out it does appear that the world is brighter you think you you know you're looking outside you see rainbows and the birds all flying and everybody's just know walking around all joyfully and you know your life just seems like it's no end to your turmoil like there's no you're you're it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and it sucks it does but the the good thing about depression is that you know I won't say it's not a good thing the good thing about all of that is that it's all a state of mind depression is a state of mind anxiety is a state of mind is where you you know your trauma brought you to and you start to address certain things internally you do you have the ability to overcome it you do have the ability to heal from it because it is all up in your head and it it may appear to the person that's going through it at the time that you know yeah it's easy said than done 
I swear to God, I used to feel that way. It's easy said and done to get over. It's easy said and done to get out of this hole. It's easy said and done to stop feeling miserable and stop feeling like no one cares. It's easier said than done because we trained ourselves so much to believe that other people don't care about us, that we're ugly, that we're not worth anything, that we're just not, there's no reason for us to be here. We tricked ourselves into thinking that because of what our trauma brought us to. Other people tricked us. Other people had an impact on our minds because, you know, we know how the, the brain works. You know, it, it doesn't take long for something to be imprinted before we actually start believing it. You see children who are born with, you know, they, they are, they get up until a certain age and, you know, they're just so full of life and there's nothing that you can tell of this little kid. That's because their parents spoke love into them. Their parents or they, they, whether it's their parent, both their parents, mom or dad had spoke life into them and get, let them know, you know, it's the, the possibilities are endless. And so they don't grow up with the mindset that, you know, this is the end game, you know, I'm, I'm, I, no one loves me, no one this, no one that. And then you have another kid who I'm going to probably use, uh, you know, an orphan who didn't have no one to speak life into them. It's almost like similar to the, the ugly duckling story. The ugly duckling was a swan, but the ugly duckling believed that he was, he or she was ugly for the longest time because everybody treated it so bad. And everybody called it ugly. Other people, not because when it was born, it believed that it was ugly and it didn't look like everyone else. It didn't have a problem with its looks before every other duckling or whatever kept telling it that it was ugly. And then that caused a depression within the ugly duckling until it became a swan. And when it became a swan, it embraced its uniqueness and allowed the compliments to come in because it finally embraced what it looked like and what it was. But the moral of the story is it was other things outside of itself that caused that state of mind to even exist. So when you are going through depression from the inside looking out, the things that you're going through is a state of mind. The, you know, the turmoil, the mind fucks, all of that is all because at the hands of someone else, you are not ugly. You are not unworthy. You are not unloved. God loves you. I love you. And there's someone out there in your personal life that loves you. You got to let them love you the right way. And you will know what's the right way. Love does not come in the form of abuse. Love does not come in the form of manipulation. It does not come in the form of deception, shame, guilt, any of that. Love is not pain it is not pain love doesn't hurt pain does okay but for the others out there who don't know what depression looks like for someone who's nonverbal about their depression i've just given you a few examples of what it might look like because everybody's experiences is different but i hope i touched on enough that a lot of you can resonate with understanding that depression, the symptoms of depression comes in various forms. There are some highly functioning depressive people walking around. And we've seen a lot of our celebrities who embody that. Um, 
Robin Williams and Marilyn Monroe and there I, I can't I don't like to name other ones but those are the two that just popped up at the top of my head a lot of these celebrities and entertainers who have killed themselves out of you know not being happy and these are the people that we watch on TV and we watch on the news who are just boisterous and full of joy and wanting to give people you know happiness and, and laughter and inside they're dying that's what ha that's what that looks like we all know it we all see it but to live it is a whole nother ball game it's so real it is so real so to all of my people who are going through depression right now or suffering from sort of mental illness i beg you and i plead with you to to try to find the strength to verbalize and express that you are not okay we can't have any more people gone. We can't lose any more lives behind this. You have to admit that you're not okay. Someone will listen. Someone out there loves you. I love you. Someone out there is going to trust you to, to express yourself and not hold it against you for not being yourself. Especially in the past two years with this pandemic, Oh man, even the sanest person right now is cracking. I've overcome depression, but I still have my low days when I get on the, on, on the internet and I see what the hell is going on around the world. I, I feel bad. I'm like, I don't want to come out my room for a few days because I just need to, I need to recharge my battery because these people are just so evil out there. Some people are just, gosh. It's important to express how you feel and what you're going through because there are people out there that don't understand and they're wanting to understand. They don't know why that friend out of the group is has all of a sudden become withdrawn. It's not impersonal. That person's depressed. That person's depressed. We're going to move on to what it looks like on the outside so what I mean by what it looks like on the outside what I mean by that is for those of you who are not suffering from depression or some sort of mental illness and you might have a friend or family member or someone in your life that is suffering from depression I'm gonna tell you what it could look like from the outside on the outside all I'm going to say is, be careful how you speak to people. And this isn't even uh, applying to groups of friends or relationships or family members. This applies if you're an employer as well. If you are a neighbor as well. You never know what, some, what might tip somebody off. Your words might send somebody over the edge. I remember, I'm going to use myself as an example. I left my job at the top of 2020, right before COVID shut everything down. And this is before I even knew COVID was going to shut anything down. Before anybody in the world knew that what COVID was, I, I was already going through mental health issues. And this was, I think, um, I came to terms with it like at two, in 2019. I stopped dealing with certain people, certain friends, certain exes. I just cut them off because I just like, you know what? I'm not doing good. 
I'm no good to no one because I'm not even being good to myself. Right now, they might hear it and they will get a better understanding. But back then, I didn't know why I was cutting people off. But now, even now, as I do know, I was in certain situations with people or I was around certain people that were in certain situations that drew, drove me into deeper depression. And I couldn't, I knew that with the person that I am, as much I'm, I'm a helper, I try to, you know, involve myself. I try to be there for people. I couldn't, I couldn't find the strength to do that anymore. I, I was, my outlook on life was ugly. My outlook on everything was just not in the best interest for myself or for other people. So I became withdrawn. I became irritable. I didn't want to deal with people. I didn't want to deal with life. I was at the end. I was at the brink. Like I really did not want to be here anymore. And then when I got to the, I, I, I resigned from my old job and I went to a new job. Like I said, at the top of 2020, I ended up resigning from that job because a, a mishap had happened at work. And the words that was said to me out of a lapse of judgment brought me to that edge. There was some words that deteriorated my insides that made me feel so depleted that that night I very well could have gone home. If I was weak of the flesh, I could have very well went home and killed myself. I very well could have. The reason why I resigned is because I, re- I told myself before I, lost, I left my last job that I would leave a job before I had that feeling again, a feeling like I was unworthy. And that job that I left in the top of 2020 did it for me. It made me realize no more. I will not give my power to anyone anymore. People who are depressed will go through laps of judgment, will make bad decisions, will do things that are questionable, but it doesn't change who they are in character. It doesn't change who they are as a person. They are going through things. They are dealing with things that they don't know how to necessarily process, that they don't necessarily know how to deal with. So from the outside, please show mercy show grace to those people if they are if you know them and they are not their normal selves please talk to them put your freaking ego aside and talk to these people talk to your friend talk to your siblings talk to your cousins talk to your lovers talk to them put your ego aside and stop taking everything personal and wonder what's going on inside of them. Because there's always a reason. It's never a conversation that you would have with someone where they say, well, okay, what was the reason? And they don't have any. There's a reason. It's a reason. Regardless of how, uh, uh, regardless of how um, significant it is to you or insignificant it is to you or pointless it seems to you, it was important to that person. Talk to them. You have a friend that's going down a destructive path uh, when it comes to their relationships or when it comes to their decision making with men or women or family members, how they deal with co-workers and you know that's not them, talk to them. 
Don't be that person that say, you know what, that's going to be them and they're going to do what they want. Talk to them. Figure out what's going on with them. Because that's not that person's character. I don't believe you want to be friends with them if that was them. To turn your back on them is wrong. To turn your back on anybody who's all of a sudden changed is wrong. If they are exhibiting differences or a different type of whatever, uh, demeanor, talk to them. They seem questionable. Question, talk to them. They seem a little bit more withdrawn. Talk to them. They drinking a little bit too much. Talk to them. I will never forget. It was a, a, a friend, an old friend of mine, and I was attending a party. And I was drinking a little bit too much, I'll admit. I mean, back in the day, I did that anyway. But at this one particular time, I remember drinking a little bit too much for whatever reason. I was going through stuff with my child's father. And I remember he came and was like, yo, you okay? I just noticed that you was drinking a little bit too much. That was, I think, the first and only time anybody has ever asked me if I was okay. And I'm eternally grateful to that guy who asked me that. I don't know if he remember asking me that, but if he does, he'll probably DM me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm eternally grateful. You never know what just asking someone just a simple question can do for you. Because from that moment on, I realized I got to change my life. The last thing I wanted to do was to show up as a drunk, to show up as a person that can't control their, their, you know, their impulses their addictions I was walking around being a highly functional alcoholic at one point and when I tell you of all the friends that I had back in the day the people that I thought were supporting me it was only one person who asked me if I was okay one genuinely the others just you know oh she getting lit you know we about to have some fun blah 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 only one be that one person for somebody because that depression shit that mental illness is a fucking death trap it is it can take you there and i commend you all if you are still here with us today i applaud you i am proud of you i am happy for you like i'm getting emotional right now because i know just how deep this can go for anybody it's not for the it's not anybody can get it anybody you can be going through it and don't even know it if you find yourself just not yourself at the moment or pretending that you're okay when you got to go home at the end of the day and and drive yourself into smoking too much or drinking too much or just withdrawing yourself into your room and shutting everybody out my dear you may be depressed and you may need somebody to talk to there's nothing wrong with it you got to talk to we all need someone to talk to talk to me if you don't have nobody out there to talk to talk to me because i understand and i know I had no one to talk to when I was going through it. I had to work my way through it. And that was many nights of crying, many nights of being angry, many nights of driving myself into alcohol, many nights of staying in a shower for about an hour and a half, just, just standing there. Many days of just going for a drive to anywhere. I know what it's like. 
talk to me if you don't have anybody to talk to if you can't afford a therapist i'm not i'm not a licensed therapist but i am a friend i will use that disclaimer i'm not a licensed therapist but i can be a friend if you can't afford the services there are pro bono services somewhere out there and checking your tri-state area where you may can get help over the phone and if you feel like even then because i i went through that before too i did the whole therapy thing my take this is to know this is not to bash or tarnish anybody's reputation or to talk bad about the healthcare field but my take on therapy for myself is that the therapist only helped me unpack what was going on with me so now here i am sitting at the table with all my shit laid out and i had no way to no understanding of how to put it together Thank you. I thank the therapist that I did have for helping me unpack the bullshit that I had that was simmering inside of me. But now I'm left left with a bigger mess. I don't know where to begin to even put myself together. But I did. It took a while. It took hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month. And I'm still going through it. Like I said, I have my highs and my lows, but them lows don't even stay long. It probably stayed for uh, tops a couple of hours, but I check myself and I go right back to where, you know, I know I need to be. I reverse that shit real quick because I know, again, depression is state of mind. It's a state of mind and I don't like to be there. I know where it can take me. I know what it can do. You can get stuck there. You can get comfortable there. I promise you, if you don't have somebody to talk to, I can be there as a friend for you. Come and talk to me. There is no shame. There's no judgment. We all did some things. We all said some things. We all have gone through some things where we all need somebody to actually relate and talk to. If you are truly ready to rid your life of drama and toxic things and and people including family members and and long-term friendships careers anything that doesn't serve you then you know you are ready to heal you know you're ready to get over get through depression or any type of mental illness you know you're ready to stop being in that dark space healing is scary i'll admit it takes courage to let go of a lot of shit and and go truly change for the better you think you're good now though imagine the happy you the at peace you the unbothered you nothing triggers you 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 just on cloud nine most of the time because you realize all the negative emotions that you ever held you know that you, you notice i'm sorry you release all of the negative emotions that ever held you back is possible most people don't be ready for it not you know most people don't understand it uh depression and mental health but this isn't for most people this is for you and if you are ready to overcome that good great be the change that you want to see be the change 
And for any of you who are with someone or who knows someone that has gone, that is going through it or has gone through it, you be that change for them. We all need somebody that we need to talk to. We all do. You are not alone. If you're dealing with someone and or if you are dealing with mental health as whatever, you are not alone. We are all in this together and we got to start confronting this. We can't keep hiding from mental health. We have to understand that we have a mission that we need to overcome. We need to get through and mental health is at the top of it. We can't accomplish anything if we're continuously hiding from the real truth of what mental health is. The signs and the symptoms vary, but the mental health still exists. It still exists. Don't be shy to talk about it. Don't. Because being open about what you are going through is taking you in the right direction to get over what you're going through. You keep hiding it, you're staying there. You keep acting like it doesn't exist, you're staying there. And if you're with someone who's going through it, you're keeping them there. You gotta be a lot more vigilant of the people that you're dealing with so that you can recognize it. I don't think there's a soul out here that's just so, that lacks that much awareness that they can't recognize the signs in anybody. You're a parent, you're a family member, you're a lover. Be more in tune with the people that you are with so that you can see it. You can pick up the subtle signs. Anything. I, I check in with my son a lot. Anytime that he's, you know, in his feelings. As a matter of fact, it was so much so earlier on because he's only eight now. It was so much so that I was so in tune with his ups and downs that now he can't move forward unless he talks about what he's going through if something happened or if I said something that hurt his feelings or if anybody did something that hurt his feelings he will stay in that mind frame until he talks about it and I appreciate that for him because now he allows me to be more open with my feelings and not being okay with whatever did just happen it's called creating boundaries And, and allowing people to sometimes, you got to welcome people into your circle, into your vulnerability. You got to welcome people into your space. Some people will try to avoid you and will try to, will try to deny that there is even a problem because when they face it, they got to address it within themselves. Some people don't want to, they're not ready to address their own trauma. So they're going to continue to ignore it and act like it doesn't exist. We got to address it. We got to know that it exists and it's meant to be addressed. It's meant to be acknowledged. You cannot hide from mental health. It is in your head. And we keep saying the devil, the idle, uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. Man, is he playing? Is he playing? Is the devil playing or not? What you believe about yourself is not true. If it's bad, it's not true. Don't fall into that trap. Again, please seek help. 
seek counseling, find a friend. And if you can't find anyone, talk to me. I'll be there for you. God bless. I love you all.